is BYOT. Bring your own tacos. Dick swinging. Swinging. You're listening to American Slacker Podcast. We can say fuck. Can say fuck. With Matthew Gertz and Jesse Landers. I don't care. I've been smoking. This is cool. That's a decent amount of sausage. This man Enjoy. needs a doctor. Yeah. I just hope they're tasty. What's up with these clowns, man? Cut the lights and went through people's pockets. Don't you point that at each other. Let them smoke a little. You need to like step it up to that point. <laughs> we're not gonna. We're not gonna lead with the. We're not gonna lead. Uh, no. I think we might have confused people last time. How so? Because we told him it was my birthday, and we had been hyping up uh, Vegas for a couple episodes. Oh, yeah. The the trip that never happened. But the it tri- will. Yes. Uh, for anyone that is listening, we were going to go to Vegas for my birthday, and instead, we uh, the trip kind of, I, I don't want to say fell through, because we actively decided not to, because there wasn't like a UFC fight going on or anything. Yeah, anything spectacular that we would uh, thoroughly enjoy. It would just been like, you know, get away, you know, which isn't always bad, but we want to make it. We've both been to Vegas t- together, and it's it's fun. I'm not going to knock Vegas. We got a friend that At just all. visited. And I, I wanted to go for the specific purpose of seeing a UFC fight. Hell yeah, we both have never been to a live event, and uh, it would be what better place than the fight capital of the world. Yep. We decided we're going to put that off. It's going to happen. It's just going to happen down the line, and maybe we'll make it some sort of event that we can record, do an episode about it, uh, about whatever the fight was, do a little fight companion kind of Joe Rogan thing. And Hell yeah. Instead, an opportunity came up for us to go to a podcast convention called Podcast Movement. Which, uh, if you're not familiar with, it is the convention of all podcast conventions. Yeah, it's been going on for a number of years. I want to say seven or so. I, I can I can double check yeah. on that number. But they've a lot been of going. Notorious speakers. They've been going for a while, and it's happening in Anaheim this year, in August from the twenty third to the twenty fifth. So we already got our tickets. Matt's gonna book his flight. We're set Hell up yeah. to to rock Anaheim for a couple days. It's going to be a hell of a fucking time, and uh, we're going to meet a lot of great people, a lot of other great podcasters. We're really stoked to get networking with all the other people out there in this crazy world that is podcasting. Yeah, so if you're a podcaster and you're you're listening and you go into the podcast movement or you're thinking about checking it out, definitely do that. Hook up with us on through our email, AmericanSlackerPodcast at gmail.com, and we'd, we'd love to get talking even before we actually get there. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Let's get a podcast rager, record a podcast together there. Who knows? Absolutely. I was trying to find a, uh, a year on it. I, I can't. <laughs> ah, no worries. Welcome to American Slacker Podcast, people. And as always, I'm Matthew. And I'm Jesse. And we are happy you were listening. We always want to tell you, recommend this show to a friend. If they're not familiar with the podcast format, send them over to our YouTube channel. That's always up and running. We appreciate any love you give to us via rating and reviewing us on iTunes or just leaving a comment or even liking some of our pictures on Instagram. Hell yeah. And our Patreon people, thank you to everybody that gives to our Patreon. You all help create the show. 
And uh, the new gift, of course, you can play Xbox with us. GTA is the current flavor. Why not? Jump on with us every fourth Saturday, and uh, we'll get a little mayhem going on. Yeah, as long as you donate at least a dollar to our Patreon, you'll get that invite to play whatever Xbox game we're deciding to play that month on the fourth Saturday. That actually happened last Saturday. If you missed it, you're going to have another chance next month to get in on it as long as you head on over to our Patreon. You can search Patreon American Slacker Podcast on Google. It'll be the first thing that pops up. And in this episode, we're going to start out with our bizarre news as always. And then we got a little tech for you. And then I'm up at bat. Jesse has created a Memorial Day game, and I'm going to do my best to come out on the positive. Yeah, I, I'm I'm uh, pulling for you on this one, but I, I definitely, I feel like I threw a couple curveballs in. Ah, fair warning. I guess, yeah, I've been warned, so. We like to make it challenging. Oh, yeah. What fun is a game without a challenge? So to start off our news, we always like to inform the people about what's going on in, on the marijuana front across America. This time, we are visiting Michigan. Michigan currently has medical marijuana, uh, legal, and they're pushing for recreational marijuana to be on a uh, the next vote, in, which would be 2018. Oh, wow. Ways away. Well, it's a little bit away, but that's uh, that's kind of how this thing works. You just you got to hit the pavement. You got to get the signatures. That's what they're doing right now. They need about 252,000 valid voter signatures within a six-month period to submit a bill to the legislature. I'm sorry, to the legislator of Michigan for it to actually okay. end up on the ballot for the state to vote to go recreational. Okay, that's not impossible. I mean, there's a ton of people in the funding that want to get fucking this going. So, I mean, I feel like we can do it. Yeah, and uh, there's a group called the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol, and they're back, uh, whose backers include marijuana advocacy groups, and they're the ones pushing this petition to try and get it out. And uh, you have to be a Michigan resident to actually do this, right? I believe so. So if you have friends or family in Michigan, or if you're listening to us from Michigan, uh, be sure to, I guess, go on over to the Coalition to Regulate Marijuana Like Alcohol's uh, website. I'm sure if you t- type that into Google, it'll pop a website up for you. And you can probably sign a petition even electronically these days. Okay. Nice. Nice. So, all right, Michigan. Michigan Knights. Do your work. Do the deed. They are. I do have to going. say, they are facing a little bit of hesitation from a group called Keep Pot Out of Our Neighborhoods and Schools. Sounds like a bunch of dumb assholes to me. Well, that yeah, that that's the uh, view that the first organization is sort of taking on the second organization. They're saying that the <laughs> the things that they're asking or that they're saying are, oh, you know, if people are allowed to grow in their houses, then how are we going to be able to keep track of that? Like, it's going to be sold to children. And it's like, well, regulating it doesn't, like, like, you know, that's already happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not going to, regulation isn't going to totally control it all the way. Like, if someone's, There's always a chance. If someone's going to do that, they're going to do that. But regu- that doesn't mean you shouldn't regulate it. So they're, they're facing some opposition, but they called their claims laughable and untrue. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, it's been a while, so let's throw a random fuck you Jeff Sessions in here. Oh, fuck Jeff Sessions. He, uh, he recently came out and said he is going to enforce the maximum, or what is it, mandatory minimum sentencing for drug yeah. crimes. And yep. He's going to crack down on it and bring back the drug war. Fuck yeah, Jeff I was just going to say, the fucking drug war coming back. Like, that fucking works at all. Aye, aye, aye. Well, let's break away from that. Let's step into the dating corner with Matthew. All right. <clears throat> What's going so, on in the dating realm? Anybody that's single, we've all had those horrible dates, you know, where it just, it just isn't kicking off. Well, the man in our next story had one of those dates himself. And at first, we believed him. We thought he was in the right on this. So let me give you the backstory. An Austin man from Texas, Brandon Vesmar, met a girl for a movie. He met her on Bumble, which is a, a dating app, one that I've actually used myself. Now, I know they each have their own, like... Uh, rules or like how they operate. What's Bumble's thing? So like uh, Tinder is obviously sw- it's very simple, left and right swipe, and then you both if you match up, you're you know cool. Bumble's very similar, but the woman has to make the first move. Okay. So it's up to the lady if she wants to actually contact you. So you know she took a chance and she said maybe this Brandon guy isn't so bad. So they go to a movie and they go to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. And, uh, apparently, she had to text her friend a few times. Now, Vesmar claims that she opened her phone between 10 and 20 times to read and send text messages. And, uh, he was quite annoyed, you know. He he said, listen, your texting is driving me a little nuts. And, uh, she replied, you know, I can't not text my friend. There's things I have to talk to her about. So he he said, maybe you should take it outside to the lobby. And then the lady never returned. Now, the way he spins it, we were, you know, like, oh, man, this guy kind of got, you know, the, the worst end of the deal. He made but, it sound like he was be- being super reasonable and being like, oh, maybe, like, if you're going to text and be on the phone, you should, like, go out into the lot, you know? Like, that seems yeah. reasonable, but, eh. So, then this is where it goes south on his own story. He decided he was going to sue the young lady for $17.31 to get reimbursed for the ticket. <laughs> Don't forget about it. It adds up. Every every cent counts. It's like 15 minutes in a parking spot. Then you could be like, okay, this guy's a little petty. Alright. But then we got the return story from the lady on a a different news site. And uh, basically she says that she only sent three text messages. And when she sent them, she held her phone real close to her and made it quick. Like a quick deal. But he got on her case right away. Um, and she said she had to remove herself because she felt it was in best interest for her safety. That he was acting erratic. He wasn't exactly the nice guy he's portraying himself to be. She then also met with a third party and Brandon and gave him back his $17.31 so that he will stop being a bitch and drop the lawsuit. <laughs> okay, well, at least it got resolved. It did, but not before he went on to the terms of social media and stalked out everybody with the same last name as her and uh, sent them all messages trying to find out where she was. That's, uh, uh, yeah, that's really creepy. I mean, if you're going to sue someone, you could have your, like, lawyer find out, like, who the person was and do that research. You don't have to stalk people I'm hoping he didn't bring a lawyer into this. I hope it was, like, a small claims court thing where you don't require any, like, attorney or anything, because if you paid for a lawyer to get $17 back, you're a fucking idiot, because I know your lawyer costs probably at least $80, $100 an hour. 
<laughs> no, they only want 50% of whatever you make. So if you get the 1731 <laughs> back, you think of like, uh, what would it be? 860 uh, something or 870, 865. <laughs> He's like, all right, we got to do this quick because you only got about three minutes of my time. <laughs> yeah, right. We got to, it's got to be a really snappy thing. You know, I was thinking, like, if it did get brought in front of a judge, like, I don't think any judge would be like, yeah, you owe him the money. She she kind of went out of her way to solve this problem herself and be like, here's your fucking money. Don't fucking bother me. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I just I feel sorry for this lady to ever have to deal with a guy like that. And it's just... Uh, back to the, the original. Dating sucks the older you get. <laughs> you you know, know, this is a 35-year... Or 37-year-old man, by the way. This is no young boy. He's uh he's a man he's getting up there. Yeah, and I wonder why he's still alone <laughs> at 37. I mean, cuz he's suing charm. people for under 20 bucks. <laughs> Listen. Maybe don't double dip. Maybe there uh, should be dating insurance, out. you know? If you have a bad date, they'll cover it. Ooh. You no, like, that's a good idea. Pay, We're on to something here. Pay a certain amount that it's like, yeah, I just had this terrible date. She walked out on me. I had a $100 bill. They're like, "Okay, we're going to cover that." And like you get like a certain <laughs> amount of claims every every like every month. Year? Okay, okay. I'm on to this. We can make some money off some petty motherfuckers. Yeah. So, uh, hey, if you're going on a lot of dates, you're spending money and it's not working out, it's going to cost you. You need dating insurance. Hell yeah, it adds up. Get that little gecko on your side. We're going to another uh, story where we got a lawsuit involved. Planet Hollywood is being sued for assault after a man was frightened by a mannequin in his room. Oh, man. <laughs> we, we talked about Vegas at the beginning of the episode. We're, we're familiar with it. They got all kinds of knickknacks and tchotchkes, like, all around the hotel. You know, they'll have, like, a Dale Earnhardt, like, racing suit on a mannequin or, like, a Batman, like, prop costume from, like, the Adam West days, like, on another mannequin across the hallway. I guess at Planet Hollywood, they have the shit in your room. Okay, okay. So it's kind of cool theme in it. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, cool. Wow, they actually have. I don't know if it's every room that has stuff. Maybe it's just the nicer ones. But this man claims he was seriously injured after attempting to escape his darkened Planet Hollywood hotel room when an unexpected mannequin caused him to panic back in 2015. He's <laughs> he just filed the lawsuit earlier this month. So. He was that afraid of this mannequin that he he had to make some money on it. What does he want? Does he want the the room fee back, or is he like trying what's, to get emotional suffrage fees? What's he want, Mister Hollywood, to come down there and like haul the mannequins out himself? Fucking Take this big bad mannequin out, please. This he said. Be rough his, with him. His uh, lawyer, or well, the lawsuit alleges that the presence of a life-size human figure in a darkened room was a dangerous and/or hazardous condition. They needed to place signs, caution, or warn, or otherwise make it safe. Because the mannequin's presence is hazardous. They just jump right out in front of you. Yeah, I mean, well, that's something to be worried about. They're like street signs. You gotta watch out for them. Just, like, jut out in front of you. You you think you're getting mugged, and nope, nope, it's just Dale Earnhardt. (laughs) It's like, he's had me at gunpoint for 30 minutes, and he hasn't said a word. (laughs) So, plan out. Not show up, sir. That's a mannequin. Planet Hollywood didn't really have any comment on it. They did say that they're, like, redecorating and they're doing, redoing rooms 
to make them more modern. So I'm assuming they're not going to have as much like of the memorabilia in them anymore. Yeah, yeah, because apparently people cannot handle it. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess a, a humanoid figure in the dark, like, but you would know. You checked it. How drunk were you when you checked in that you didn't notice a mannequin in your room? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm wondering. Like, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Well, lawsuits are the theme of the week, people. But we're getting to a lawsuit that's you can get behind. So what we have here is Lavina Kelly, a mother of three, who just recently turned 33, had stopped at Valley Oak Food and Fuel in Walnut Grove, outside of Sacramento. What she had was a little bit, you know, we were talking about uh, last week, you know, gas station food might not be the best, but you know, sometimes you gotta go on the go. You gotta get something to eat, you're hungry. Well, she bought a bag of Doritos, and this is where it goes sour. She decided she wanted some nacho cheese in those Doritos. So, she... Is this, is this, this has gotta be a normal thing she does. No one's just like... Yeah, this is not the first. (laughs) Spark of inspiration, let me hit that with some nacho cheese. Ugh, I just, I don't know, it seems messy to me to just open that bag and just like chuck a cheese in there. Your fingers are done. You're, you're done. Cheese you need a fork now for fucking to eat your Doritos. Or you just munch them up real hard and then you pour the cheese in and you got yourself a nacho cheese smoothie. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. New flavor of uh, Slurpee. So, this is where it goes bad though. So, within hours, she had fallen very ill. And now it comes out to find out that she is suffering from botulism. And what's going on there, basically, uh, Jesse actually informed me, is that botulism is the same, like, toxins that, uh, like, Botox is. Like, they inject it into your, your lips, but it isolates. But what happens when you naturally get botulism is that a toxin is introduced to your body at, from uh, Clostridium botulinum. The, and basically, the Latin it, name for <laughs> the Latin name, ba- yeah. Botulism bacteria. <laughs> basically, what happens is it shuts down your muscles, so your receptors cannot contract, or, and you, you basically, like, like she's suffering is she cannot even speak or open her eyes on her own. She is basically paralyzed. It's terrible. Um, now, nothing's really here in the articles that we found about it, what her expected recovery is but it, from like the wiki it seems that it takes a few months and it'll go away it's it's rarely fatal um so of course they are filing a lawsuit against the gas station and it's not the only incident in the area there's at least five other people who have become ill from eating this cheese so they, it is the nacho cheese it's not the Doritos. Well, yeah, I think it's the cheese. It doesn't say it's the Doritos. Um, it just makes references to the cheese. So we're going to say it's definitely the, the uh, cheese machine was probably not cleaned out. Maybe some bacteria grew in there. That's dangerously uh, cheesy. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> cheese will get you, people. Be careful. Don't go cheese in a can. Never a good idea. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, any cheese that you can dispense with a bucket. Yeah, cheese in a bag or can like that, no. Don't do it. Liquefied cheese? No. Just, just don't do it. Fond- Melt your own cheese. People. Yeah, I was gonna say fondue at home. Yeah, exactly. There you go. If you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna feel bet. froggy, get Doritos, fondue it, then you put them together. There you go. So we're, we're going from dangerous nachos to dangerous animals. Uh, someone needs to adopt this cat who is an utter bastard. 
Ah, he is a bastard. This cat, Mr. Biggles, aka like Lord Bigglesworth, has, oh. has a an ad up for adoption that reads more like a cautionary tale than an adoption ad. It says, if he doesn't like what you're doing, he will give you a nip. Sometimes he likes to swipe at your feet, too. It just depends on what he can reach at the time. He does not like to be thwarted. He throws a cat tantrum if he can't go outside when he wants to. And not being fed on time is also a tantrum-inducing exercise. He'll let, <laughs> he'll let you know when he's not happy, which is often because things are not up to his high standards. He likes to cuddle on his own terms and will sit on your lap when he decides it's time. He is a lord. Oh yeah, and if you and if you pet him and it's not up to his standards, he's gonna bite you. Oh my god, we have a special needs cat here that needs a home, people. I know there's a special motherfucker out there that wants this cat. Now this is, uh, I'm trying to find out where he is from. I think he's in Melbourne, so this is gonna have to be an Australian listener. I know we got some out there. If you are good with cats, this is not a beginner cat. This is an expert cat. No. <laughs> we need an advanced pet owner to take him on. You need at least five years of cat experience to deal with this one, because uh, even his picture that they put up here—he's—he's he's got a—he's got a strong chin. Oh yeah. Makes, which makes gives him like this angry look, like he's just ready to like get pissed. Yeah, man. He kind of—he looks like uh, he could be like a. A relative of Scar from The Lion King. He's a black yeah. cat, but still, he's got that that look in his eyes. For oh, sure. Live the king. Like he would kill. Yeah, there's other fucking siblings. there's hate behind those eyes. Yeah, he, he definitely could be possessed. People, we're putting out a warning. If you're gonna get him, be safe. Do not sleep in the same room as another, Lord Bigglesworth. <laughs> another quote: Mr. Biggles is not a cat for the inexperienced or fate-hearted. He is a full-blooded tomcat with very firm boundaries. Are you the special person for Mr. Biggles? Oh, again, you gotta be special for him. So yeah, if you live in the Victoria, Australia area, hit up Bigglesworth and uh, take on that challenge. Every cat needs a home, even this bastard. Yes, sir. Well, our next story involves one of the wildest animals that ever existed. Macho Man Randy Savage. <laughs> Great segue. So, this, thank you. I appreciate that. Also, this involves anybody that is in the used underwear industry and would like to buy these underwear. What we have here is that eBay user AP Miami posted used underwear worn by Macho Man Randy Savage in the infamous 1989 Moral Rumble. <laughs> um, and they could be yours for the small fee of eight thousand dollars. Oh, okay. I mean, it's an investment. Well, it is. And, uh, you know, um, Macho Man, born as Randy Mario Pafo, died in 2011. So, you know, you're buying merch from a man that is no longer with us here. So that Im immediately increases the value. In case you're wondering why these crusty-ass underwear are going for 8K. <laughs> that's, that's a lot for... Old Listen, man. Underwear. This guy was like the WWF World and Intercontinental Champion. All right, he was like the cream of the crop, and he he had some slogans, man. Come on, this, insert this slogan is... here. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> no. Oh yeah, snap into a slim jim. Oh yeah, Woo was <laughs> Ric Flair, right? He's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> the, like the most infamous like fucking 
wrestling saying ever. <laughs> Woo! So I don't know if I don't know who's in the market to buy uh, Macho Man Randy Savage's underwear, but it's it's out there. There's a, it's a supply. Good conversation piece. Wait I'm saying you demand. get it. You just lay them out on your your kitchen or your your coffee table. Definitely on a table where you eat. You want these underwear displayed. Get one of those shadow boxes with like nice lighting <laughs> inside of it. Ooh. You know, yes. it's got the yes. glass like front panel. They are signed right on the ass too. So really? Okay. So I would definitely want to get that signature checked by <laughs> someone by a doctor. And then, well, it comes with a COA. We have a certificate of authenticity. Oh, so okay. We know it's so, real. So I just no need to take it to the lab to test it for like diseases first. Pubes, pubes, and <laughs> clone him. Let's get a DNA on it. And make sure. <laughs> you find one pube, you can clone Macho Man, Randy oh, Savage. Oh fuck! I wasn't even thinking that route. You're totally right. Then, That's all we need is Macho Man clones running around. Then it's worth way more than eight thousand. Yeah, you just hold on to that until the cloning technologies are here, and you're golden. You got yourself <laughs> well, a superstar. <laughs> well, over in Russia, they're they're trying to combat some of the uh, hacking that's been going on with their technology. Okay, so they had to bring in like an IT guy or something. Uh, more like a priest from their <laughs> Orthodox religion to bless the computers with holy water. Are we talking hacking or possession? <laughs> Well, I, there could be a ghost in the machine. You never know. Oh, you never know. You never know. So, the Russian Orthodox Church was invited to the country's Ministry of Internal Affairs to douse the computers with holy water to protect them from incursion. Because the new uh, ransomware virus that's come out, the WannaCry virus, has been hitting a lot of uh, State Department stuff, I guess. Okay. And with no separation of church and state in Russia, the Orthodox Church is considered a very important institution, and they have firm ties to the government. So they brought them in to, you know, to work work a little bit of their magic to try and bless the computers and these and the servers with holy water and fend off any bad spirits or viruses, I guess, that might be trying to uh, attack their system. Ghost, ghost writer. Yeah, right. Leads me know? back to that horrible show in the '90s. There, there's some pretty funny uh, pictures that came out of it though, because as soon as uh, like the pictures of them throwing water with like the little brushes, were at, at like computer servers went on, people started like photoshopping it with like electricity arcing out of it, and them having like their skeleton showing, like an old cartoon. <laughs> That's awesome. A lot. Another uh, ex- uh, example that I thought was kind of funny that was brought up on this Heat Street article is in Civilization Beyond Earth, I guess an Orthodox patriarch uh, blesses a spaceship. So people were saying like, oh yeah, it's kind of like Civilization. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny when you see like old tradition kind of merge with new technology. Yeah, they usually don't mix, especially water and uh, technology. Yeah, that's not the it's not the best way to defend against viruses or to protect your computer's integrity in general. You're gonna short circuit yeah. something. I think you want to bring Norton into this. Plastic wrap the whole thing. Holy water. Yeah, right. Get him down. But here. does the plastic wrap, you know, create a barrier to where the holy water is not effective though? That's that's where the issue might be. I don't know. You got a whole bunch of holy plastic wrap in there, I guess. And speaking of water, that leads us to our funny clip of the week. 
we got a doozy here. It's more of a crazy <laughs> video of the week than yeah, a uh, funny it's video. Wild. It's wild. Um, so basically what we have here is a uh, sea lion grabs a young girl by her dress and drags her into the ocean off of a dock in Stevenson, Richmond, British Columbia. It's crazy. We we weren't sure if it was like a, a like young lady or a little kid, but I think we confirmed it's like a child of a of like a couple because they end up walking away. These people are taunting this sea lion and just kind of waiting for it to fucking fuck back with them eventually. Because they're they people got to remember these things are wild animals, they're like dogs in the water, coyotes. I think we were yeah. saying earlier. Yeah, killer whales are the wolves. Quoted by you, I added. These are the coyotes. They're slightly smaller, but they are still vicious. Sea lions will fucking drag you into the water. And, the, and before he actually bites her and drags her in, he, like, jumps up at it, like, when, at her face almost. Like, that could have even been worse. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I, I could only imagine what a sea lion bites to the face would be like. They're a powerful <laughs> fucking creature. This kid is, like, terrified when she hits yeah. the water. It's, it's effortless, too, how he drags her in. He's yeah, ragdolled. Yeah, she wasn't expecting yeah. it to leap out of the water like it did. That's for sure. Yeah, so we'll so be it, sure to post that. That's going up on Wednesdays. We're gonna always gonna put our funny videos up on Wednesdays. That'll be on our Facebook. If you haven't already liked our Facebook, head on over there. It's got a lot of good stuff. We're always posting the some of the articles, like the weed article we started out with, and the funny videos, and in this case, a crazy video on Wednesday. And now that leads us to our technology. Tick, 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 technology. So, the first thing, as always, we usually start off with is we're going to touch on our buddy Elon Musk. Now, we've covered before that Elon's latest project is the boring company. It's not that boring. He's boring the fuck out of the earth. <laughs> yep. And it's all in the plans of, you know, furthering the idea of the Hyperloop and different transportation to alter the uh, traffic. That way we don't fucking have these buildups like we're seeing in the big cities such as L.A. and New York. Yeah, if you could alleviate some of that congestion, it would be, yeah, it would be a world of difference down there. Yes, yeah, way different. So, one of the things recently that Elon's been up at doing is uh, he's been looking for a name for his new digging machine. So, he uh, asked the internet, which might not have been the most, the best way to do this. <laughs> I don't think asking the internet ever goes well. Never, never, because the puns start to spin. Some of the tweets we have here are not the best. We have William Burroughs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, Niv Drawer said, hey, just call it Dig, D-I-G-G. Okay, like the, <laughs> uh, like the internet site. This one I like. Scott Johnson, um, he came up with the Elongator. Oh, okay. I see what <laughs> he, he did see there. see what he did there? You see what he did there? <laughs> and then we have a couple of, uh, <laughs> a couple of really good ones. Bodie McBoatface, Bory McBoreface. I like Bory McBoreface. Oh, Bory McBoreface, two different times and different spellings. Which, you know, you could have the B-O-R-Y or the B-O-R-E-Y. And if anyone doesn't know Bodie McBoatface, that was another time that the internet was allowed to decide the name of a British uh, polar research vessel that cost $287 million. And they put up a poll 
Like, yeah, it got hijacked, and the name ended up being Bodie McBoatface. So there's a boat out there that the internet decided to call Bodie McBoatface. And people are <laughs> thinking about trying to pitch that to Elon Musk, being like, hey, Bory McBoreface. <laughs> yes, yes, it's awesome. Uh, some other ones, Andy Dufresne's. Uh, okay. Of course, Shawshank Redemption, tunneling his way out. Um, another guy, Paul Bailey. Hit up, hit him up with a uh, meme of Austin Powers, and he said, "How about Molly, 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 Molly?" So I'm guessing so, Elon didn't like any of those. Yeah, no. So I believe that he went with G- Godet, uh, Godot, Godot, Godot. As in waiting believe- for Godot, the the play by Samuel Beckett. I'm reading that. Ah. I don't know that off the top of my head. Ah, I was going to say. I'm not that kid, cultured. Huh? Theater kid at heart? All right. <laughs> More movies than theater. But, yeah, and, I mean, Elon's at work. He's already got up um, a video of a test run through one of the tunnels with his electric sled. And uh, we, we took a glance at this before we got on the air, and it is wild. There is a warning because it might cause motion sickness and seizure, or seizures, and I can see why. Um, all we have here is a camera on a metal platform cruising through a dark tunnel with lights every 20 feet that gives you some kind of visual, like you're a tripping balls. It reminds me of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they're going through the tunnel. Oh, yes. That is, yeah, that's a perfect, perfect example of what it looks like. <laughs> that always no was scary as shit as a kid. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, definitely a little off-putting. Um, I'm interested to see how they're going to make it more user-friendly. Because uh, I'd much rather take the traffic than fucking that kind of insanity. It seems like it would be more uncomfortable than riding on a plane. From the clip that you showed me here, the electric sled, it looks almost like a prototype. In a yes. way. Like, they still have to make an outer shell. And, like, I'm guessing they would, th- knowing Elon Musk would like how Tesla is and stuff, they throw in, like, a nice seat. And, like, a little phone oh, charger. Yeah. It's, well, <laughs> little, I, I guess you're, you're in there so short, I guess you wouldn't be able to charge it. Oh, that'd be sick. Imagine they use, like, the momentum from that to charge your phone Hypercharge? or something. Hypercharge? Oh, dude, are we giving Elon ideas? Elon, you better give us fucking credit and Hypercharge. Hypercharge the phones. Dude, I think we're on to something. Maybe we should be engineers up at Tesla. We'll tweet. We'll tweet at him. We'll get at him. <laughs> Hypercharge on the Hyperloop. So maybe, uh, maybe we got to be looking to who the, I've been thinking, like, who's the next Elon Musk? Like, there's got to be, because we're always, we're big on what he's doing because he's so active, but there have to be other people out there with really good ideas, you know, up and comers. We got to watch out for the, always that next wave of Musk. Oh yeah. The musky muskness will develop in future generations. I'm thinking that this kid who is an undergrad at New Jersey Institute of Technology, his name is Amos Dudley. He might be one of these next kids because he took something that cost a lot and did it for a little bit and had great results. In this case, he fixed his teeth by 3D printing his own braces for about $60. Holy shit. Wow, that that's crazy. Now talk about cutting down costs. We all know what it what it costs to go to get any type of procedure done. Like, yeah, the, that's insane. With orthodontist bills being up in the thousands of dollars range, it's something that he wasn't hope, he wasn't looking to spend that kind of money on. He had braces at one point. He didn't wear his retainer, which I'm also guilty of, and his teeth shifted back, which is what ends up happening if they don't set. So yep. 
he saw a lot of stuff being marketed and advertised and one of the things that he saw had little striations on it it was like one of those clear invisalign type braces okay but he noticed that these like lines on it look like 3d printing line huh so okay so he got the idea to get a 3d printer well he actually didn't even get a 3d printer himself it was a bit of a process so what he first had to do was a lot of research on orthodontistry and like sort of how the process of moving your teeth around in your mouth so he took a mold of his teeth and then he made a cement version of that mold so he had like okay yeah he, he made the positive uh, the negative and then he made a positive so he had like what would be his teeth then from that he scanned them in to a image processing program on his computer and he was able to essentially do different stages of movement for the teeth by moving them incrementally like essentially taking a snapshot of the original, moving the teeth a little bit, taking a snapshot. So he had a, a, diff, a bunch of different pictures of his image processing uh, program. Then he went and took those uh, files from the image processing, uh, or it, it's more of a an engineering design program, I guess. He gave those files to the 3D printing people so that they could just print out all these versions of the plastic molds for the steps along the process. Man, that is insane. This is what entices me. Like, I'm so excited for the future to see, like, where this is going to get applied to and what different industries and technologies. That's amazing. I mean, you're cutting down the cost. I'm sure that the orthodontists are not happy about this because you're cutting them out of the fucking picture. Soon right? people will be able to do this on their own with a program that will help you do the hard parts. Yeah, and I mean, he has a, he obviously has a background in, in technology and design in terms of engineering. So it took, like, six molds to make and then from those molds he made the plastic uh, 3d printed versions and he had like six of them that he would have to wear over the course of like certain amount of time and it it really fixed his teeth a lot i have to say the uh fit they have when it started and then they have the finished product product after about four months so it didn't take much time at all yeah that's really not bad for a diy project like that (laughs) 60 bucks, save yourself thousands of in orthodontist bills, and your insur- you don't even have to go through your insurance that way either. Yeah, yeah, no increase. That's insane. Well, our next piece of technology is pretty amazing in itself. It's definitely not that amazing, but it's pretty, it's fun. Me and you both are, you know, we have tattoos. Our tattoos, you know, mean something to us. But this type of tattoo will bring a whole new life of meaning to anybody that gets these. A company based in Los Angeles, Skin Motion, has developed a new product and they're calling it Soundwave Tattoos. Now basically what it is, is um, you'll get an image tattooed on you that is an actual sound wave and then you would download an app on your phone and you would hold the phone like camera on your tattoo and it would play whatever the sound wave is. A lot of people that, like the demos that I've seen, one person got their dogs growling in a voice like on it. Um, you might want to get like your uh, your child when they're a baby saying something cute, you know, off of a home oh, video. Oh, that'd be, that'd be adorable. You know, you can do something really sentimental with it, especially when life is so short, you know, and you never know like if your pet's going to be around long, or, you know, you know, anything like that. You might have lost a loved one and you have footage of them and you know, you want that right at your arm, you know, it's kind of amazing because I'm always about tattoos actually meaning something deep. 
Apparently artists are gonna have to get licensed in order to give these tattoos because they're gonna need to understand that these limitations of like the exact pieces are gonna change anything. Like like a sound wave, the frequency has to be identical in wavelength. And the image has to be at like the same consistency. Yeah, or else you're gonna you get know? some weird like in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah. So maybe we need to get machines involved in this too, you know, to oh. develop. You know, that's what I was almost thinking, is like, maybe if you bring machines into it, you can guarantee you're going to get the appropriate sound wave I would translated say, out. You know, normally if I heard someone say, oh, like, tattoos should be given by machines, I would say no, but in this case, it sounds like it would probably be better off. Well, yeah, I feel like you need that pinpoint accuracy to, like, really, I mean, one fucking, like, hairline, and you're done. Like, it's going to change the total tone. Right. But it's quite amazing. Um, we'll actually probably post a video up of this later on in the week so you guys can take a look at it and see what this is actually is. Because seeing it and hearing about it are two different things. Absolutely. Um, I, I was really captivated by the video. Absolutely. And, you know, in our next uh, piece of technology here, I really wish they had video. Because <laughs> this shit is crazy. This guy, yeah. this guy named Ostris Melitis, I'm probably butchering his name, he, he gave a TED Talk. We're going to be sure to post that up on the Facebook. And you can listen to this guy. He is a uh, nature architect. He okay. tries to design buildings that work with the nature around it. And his latest oh, okay, endeavor is this monastery. Well, it's a building for monks. I don't want to say it's a monastery. because what, what they're calling it is the Shaolin Flying Monk Temple. Oh wow, flying monks, man! Yeah, We're it's the future, baby. <laughs> it's this idea designed designed by uh, Mr. Malatus, and the, it's a pavilion that's designed to be contemporary while also reflecting the region and its traditions. And it also is supposed to work as a wind channeling tunnel, so that monks can literally fly above this piece of the building. And this is what I, I wish we had video of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's still in development, so yeah. They don't have any test monks up in the air flying around. I'm curious as to why the monks were wanting to fly anyway, but I mean, I guess, fuck it. Who doesn't want to fly once in their lifetime? They have, like, a uh, seating area so that people can come and watch. There's probably, like, maybe a hundred something seats positioned around the area. He designed it to look like a mountain with a tree coming out of it. Which I, okay. can, I can kind of see. It kind of reflects that. That's cool. You get your ticket. You go get to see the flying monks. That's pretty sick. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of neat. It's over in uh, Henan, China. So if you're ah, okay. over in China, you've got the chance to see some flying monks. It, the ones that's built, though, I mean, I, I really want to see some video of this. It looks it looks just crazy. and I, I Part of me doubts the landing capabilities of these flying bugs. You know, like, when we talk about these technologies, I always, I wonder where a lot of the inspiration comes from to develop these things, you know, right? these great feats. I have a, quite a cool concept here, but where it came from, the, the idea of it is pretty interesting. So I'm going to give you the backstory. Gary Hong owns Autobahn over in Singapore. He was taking a trip to Toys R Us with his son, and he, uh, he saw a really cool display for Matchbox cars. And uh, he thought he'd adapt that to his office where he was in concern about space for selling all of these cars that he has. 
Okay. So basically what he did is he turned his vision into a 150 foot tall tower that became the world's biggest car vending machine. <laughs> car vending machines are nothing new in the world of automobiles. There's actually even some in America and you'll find them more commonly in Japan and whatnot. But this is the biggest that's ever been made and it is quite spectacular. And another thing that makes it spectacular is the cars that are displayed inside. Now roughly there's about 60 different vehicles, but what you're going to find there is highly collectible Porsches, Lamborghinis, and it even has very collectible cars such as the Ferrari 512M, which is like, it's an older car, it's worth a okay. lot of dough. Yeah, the picture's crazy. It's so cool looking. Um, will be in the slideshow. You roll up to this, you're looking at it from the ground, and then you just pull up an app on your phone, and you can see the whole inventory, you know, because some of these cars are 140 feet above you. Right. You know, it's not just you pay with your credit card and then a car is dispensed. You know, you initiate the sale, and of course, you will still have to have a salesperson come out to you, and you know, you can do a test drive, or you can buy the car, you know, you can take a look at it and whatnot. But so it's not completely a vending machine, but in the ideas of like, you know, high, population cities like this where space is very limited this is a good concept to help us out yeah it saves space his company's actually in the process of patenting the idea and uh they want to get it out to you know japan and uh bring it to america and whatnot and the cities that we are running on space issues such as like new york city or la that'd be really cool yeah man it's wild um you know, I mean, I don't see there being supercar vending machines all over, but why not? You know, I mean, Hondas and your Toyotas and all your typical brands, you know, fucking just make it easier. Yeah, for sure. Instead of that, and, big and, parking lots. And it's kind of cool to, like, look up and see all these fancy cars stacked. It literally does look like a matchbox, like a nice collector's matchbox carrier. Like, it's right. sick. It is <laughs> awesome. So it's like the thing, it's the line of them that you see like hanging off the rack at Toys R Us when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just about like fucking 20 deep though. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that brings us to the end of technology. Now we are transferring over to our Memorial Day game. Now this one's for you, Matt. You're going to be in the hot seat. Uh, how much do you think you know about Memorial Day? I know a little bit, but I don't know what kind of questions you're going to hit me with. So, right. I mean, I, I'm feeling I'm feeling 50-50 on this one. Okay. I feel like I'm going to get by by the, you know, just the hair on the back. Well, we'll have to boost that confidence as you, as you get them right here. For everyone who doesn't know, Memorial Day is Monday, May 29th this year. A lot of people take it off, you know, they go barbecue. They enjoy, enjoy some time with the family. But a lot of people don't know the intricacies of what's behind the holiday. Now, do you know that Memorial Day was not always the n name that this holiday was called? I did not know that. What was the Memorial Day originally called? A. Decoration Day. B. Remembrance Day. Or C. Blessings Day. Okay, I'm going to eliminate C. The first two kind of sounded familiar to me. What was the first one? The second one was Remembrance Day. The first one was uh, Decoration. Decoration Day. I'm going to go with B. B, Remembrance Day. Is incorrect. <laughs> oh, suck. Got Which that one, one was it? Got that one wrong. It was Decoration Day. Fuck, you, man. You, you were close. You had it narrowed down. 
Ah, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. The decoration being, you know, the honor, the the ribbons, the medals, you know. Well, actually, fucking service, right? It was originally called. That's a, that's a that's actually what I had assumed too. It was originally called Decoration Day because to honor the deceased soldiers, people would decorate the graves of the fallen com- comrades and family members with flowers, flags, and wreaths. Ah, okay, okay. So it was decorating the graves of fallen soldiers. Okay, and I wonder if that's where the term, you know, like, that's a decorated soldier, you know, like, comes from. Possibly. I mean, I know it also is in reference, like you said before, like, when they have a lot of medals and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Now, All right. did you... Oh, and one. Did you know <laughs> that there is a national moment of remembrance that happens on Memorial Day? Huh. Like a certain time where they just take the moment, or like... Yeah, and... Okay. At what time on Memorial Day does this national moment of remembrance happen? A, 12 hmm. noon, B, 3 p.m., or C, 5 p.m.? <sighs> Shit. I'm going to say it's the afternoon. We're going to go with 12. 12 noon? Yeah. And I'm sorry, it's incorrect. God damn it. It's, it's not B, looking good, people. B, 3 p.m. 3 p.m.? What is the meaning behind 3 p.m.? In Dece- Well, uh, let, me, let me set you up with the backstory. Uh, in December 2000, Congress passed a law requiring Americans to pause at 3 p.m. local time on Memorial Day to remember and honor the fallen. The time was chosen because 3 p.m. is, quote, the time when most Americans are enjoying their freedoms on the national holiday. So if you do have to work on Memorial Day, you know, you're you're out of work by 3 p.m. and you're probably having a beer or cooking some hot dogs or hanging out with the family or going camping if you have a three-day weekend. So they, they assume it's a time when people would be able to stop, pause, and give thanks, essentially, or remember those who have fallen for them to appreciate those freedoms. Okay, okay. All right, so you're... You're I gotta two, get everyone right from here. Two, uh, two incorrect out of uh, five so far. On to the next one. This is a true or false. Yeah, nice, I like those. <laughs> All right, so 50, true, 50. true or false. It is customary on Memorial Day to fly the flag at half staff until noon and then raise it to the top of the staff until sunset. Ah, oh, fuck. There's something about noon on Memorial Day that I feel like... (sighs) Pressure is on. I'm gonna go false. I'm gonna go false. You're gonna go false. I don't like the way you said that. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Ah, I lost already. It is is true. Ah, So, Ah. well, I mean, these last ones are for pride. I would say against again, people. Whenever we play these games, I just feel like telling people just go with your gut instinct because I didn't trust my gut twice there, and I, I've I've lost. Cause I figured it. I figured it was so specific that maybe you would think like, okay, he's got to be saying it's true. See, that's why I didn't think so because I was uh, like, hmm, he's a crafty son of a bitch. So all right, so <laughs> so, so these last two are just for fun. Uh, at at least nine states officially set aside a day to honor those who died fighting for the Confederacy in the Civil War. 
which I, I didn't realize that. I found that out in my research because, I mean, we're, we're from the Union States up in New York. And we never yes, had sir. much uh, Confederacy history. But I guess there are several, there are at least nine states that officially celebrate uh, a holiday. Or I'm not, not really celebrate, but honor the Confederate soldiers from the Civil War. Name at least five of these nine. Fuck. Um, all right. Well, we're going to start off with Alabama. Yep. Correct. You got that one. We're going to start off with Georgia. Yep. You got that one. Uh, Just need three more. Three more Confederacy Texas, uh, states. Texas. Yep. Got that one. Mississippi. Yep. Mississippi's there. And Kentucky. Uh, no, actually, Kentucky is not on the list. It might because I, I started to find out in my research that there there might be more than nine these nine states, but I know for a fact these nine do. Get Do you want to take one more stab for one more? One more stab. Uh, or, well, actually, you know what? We'll do a three strike system. So you got you got two more strikes to get one more state. Of so I've you got Texas, got Alabama, Mississippi, and Georgia. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I feel like there's a gap there where there wouldn't be like the ones that are isolated. I'm gonna say South Carolina. Yep, you got that one. Now you know what? If you can name, we got one, two, three, four left. If you can name two more, I'll give you one of the points that you missed from the earlier questions. And if you can name all four, I'll give you two points from the questions you missed earlier. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that'll put, really... that'll put you over the line. Now so, you're really putting me on pressure. <laughs> so you got Texas, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, South Carolina. Tennessee? Yep. It's got to be Louisiana, too. Yep, that's on there. I feel like there's there's an obvious kind of one that you're missing. See, this is where it gets you said, tricky because I, it, you're, it, it's one of two. So you, right? so you got one of your points back. I'll give you that true-false one correct. So, okay, I've got two in mind. I'm going to give you both after I say my pick. Because you, you got two strikes left and you got two more to... I'm going to say Oklahoma, but it could be Oklahoma or North Carolina. Oklahoma's not on there, but North Carolina is. So you Fuck! Got, you got one more. You got one strike left, and one, one more state to guess, and then you'll get two points back, as opposed to one. You already got one point back, so I'll list them off for you. What you got: Texas, North Carolina, South Carolina, Louisiana, Tennessee, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi. All right. So, is it Arkansas? I'm sorry. It was Virginia. Really? We were looking for Virginia. Ah, oh, and man. these are at least out of the nine. Some of the states that Matt uh, stated or said might actually celebrate some sort of holiday related to that. I had written down these nine based upon the research that I had done that I could confirm. I, I even heard Maryland might even have one, which I was like, "What the hell's Maryland doing?" What, having? What's Maryland doing there? <laughs> <laughs> you're too you're too north, man. You're a northerner. <laughs> So now, now it comes down to this final question. This made it even more uh, intense. 
It's like you you were down at the at the roulette table and then you you got back up. And now you you're putting it chance. all you're putting it all on on red or black for this last one. So, hmm. which flower is used to symbolize a tribute to veterans? Daffodils, poppies, or tulips? That's a hard one. I'm gonna say poppies. Poppies is your final answer. He's correct. Yeah! The game bringing it back. Technicality brings it back. Oh yeah. Yeah. Is that, it input? That was we are the champions right here. <laughs> we are the champions. We could only use about five seconds of it, I think. Yeah, we'll get our asses sued, and you'll never hear from us again. So we able to get. We are the. Cha so. <laughs> The, the reason poppies are used is actually a reference to a World War One poem called In Flanders Field by John McCrea. It's It inspired the Memorial Day custom of wearing red artificial poppies, which you might see people wearing on like their lapels on Memorial Day. Okay. Uh, a Georgia teacher and volunteer war worker named Moina Michael began a campaign to make poppies a symbol of tributes to veterans and for keeping the faith with all who died. The sale of poppies has supported the work of the veterans of foreign affairs, or I'm sorry, the veterans of foreign wars. And okay. if you will, after I have a sip of my tea, <laughs> I will now read in Flanders Field <clears throat> as a uh, Memorial Day tribute from the American Soccer Podcast to uh, our fallen soldiers that have fought for our freedoms. In Flanders Field, the poppies blow between the crosses row on row that mark our place and in the sky the larks singing bravely singing fly scarce heard amid the guns below we are the dead short days ago we lived felt dawn saw sunset glow loved and were loved and now we lie in flanders fields take up our quarrels with the foe to you from falling hands we throw the torch be yours to hold it high if ye break faith with us who die we shall not sleep through poppies grow in flanders fields that's beautiful yeah i thought it was a really nice poem i i, yeah. I really liked it yeah so that's not in all seriousness yeah this holiday you definitely should take a minute to to remember that there was millions of men that died to give the freedoms that we all enjoy today for me and you to just be on here on a podcast running our mouths talking about all the craziness we talk about you know it's the ultimate sacrifice has been given by many and many great men and women yeah from the civil war all the way up to modern day wars that we're currently still fighting yeah yeah so in all seriousness you know it, we are thankful for this this beautiful thing that we have here today Absolutely, and uh, I'm glad that glad that you won the Memorial Day game. That pretty much Hell wraps yeah. up our show. Thanks, people, for tuning in, and uh, let's get through this fun part—the best part, the part that you're here for. Check us out on our Facebook and our Instagram. All you got to do: search American Slacker Podcast, and uh, also swing by our website, AmericanSlackerPodcast.com. And furthermore, if you guys want to get in touch with us through the company, hey. American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com is ready and available for you to send us all of your hate mail. 
If you'd rather hit us up on Twitter or Reddit, you can find us at A-M-E-R-S-L-K-R Podcast. That's Amher Slacker Podcast. Rate review us on iTunes. That really helps. Five stars or nothing. That's our goal. Tell a friend about us. Spreading the word is the best way to get our show out there. You know who would like to listen to us. If they're not a fan of podcasts, send them over to our YouTube. We're always posting our latest episode there, and you can find all of our past episodes there for free 99. That's F-R-E-99. That's, the, that's our favorite. That's, that's the our best favorite price. 99. <laughs> and, uh, you know, don't be too mad at us. Go jam it out. Don't cry. Check out our Spotify playlist. All you have to do is search American Slacker Podcast. You will find a great array of artists that we have covered on this show. And there's a couple hours there, people. So we can keep you entertained for a good portion of your workday. Absolutely. We're, we're hoping to get in contact with some of the bands we've covered, actually, and uh, maybe even have people on soon to talk it's some extra little hints of bonus stuff coming maybe a few of them you might hear from them we'll see if you want to really support the show you you think of how can i help these guys for uh providing entertainment to me every single week head on over to our patreon become a sponsor of the show if you donate a dollar a month you get access to play with video games with us on the fourth saturday of every month you also become an official American Slacker, along with getting a shout-out on the show. Donating $5 a month gets you the opportunity to ask a question, also gets you that shout-out and that invite to play Xbox with us, and your part, or your official green team recruit. And who doesn't want to be on the green team? Exactly. And we will be developing more Patreon gifts very soon in the future, some exclusive content, and so on and so on. And if you want to get at us on our personals, you can check out my Instagram at MWG Media, and my gamertag and Snapchat are the same. They are Matty G from HP. And I'm Landers the Plane on pretty much everything. All right, people, thank you again for tuning in. We love every single one of you. And uh, until next time, that's it. There you go.